Hello, and welcome to Paradox, untold stories from athletic directors with Dr. Danielle LaPointe and Dr. Dustin Smith. We have some crazy and unique stories for you, which are made possible by our sponsor, Wall of Fame. At the Wall of Fame, our mission is to bring your school's legacy to life. We transform school tributes to make it easier than ever to celebrate your whole community, showcasing your school's diverse history, proudest moments, and top role models. We understand that the true value of our Wall of Fame is in your content. Whether you are starting a new tribute or adding to an existing one, we give you all the resources you need to build an interactive experience and take your content to the next level. Speaking of next level, let's check in to see what Danielle and Dustin have for us today. Welcome to today's episode. Hey, Dustin, how was that for a new snazzy intro for us? Man, we, we've gone big time, upscaled, <laughs> and we're starting a new season with a new sponsor, and it's it's exciting. Um, and we'll get into why we're unveiling this in this episode, because we've got big time with us. And I'll talk about that here in a little bit. But, uh, man, I'm excited about what this is, new partner is going to be with us and how they've jumped on board. Um, and that new new sponsor, obviously, is Vital Signs Wall of Fame. We're excited about that partnership. Absolutely, we are. Thank you very much um, to them. And and listen at the end as well and check out our description because there's going to be a link in there. So anybody would like to purchase any Wall of Fame products at a discounted rate, um, that will be right in our description of every all of our episodes. So thank you to the Wall of Fame. Um, and now let's move on to Tony Fisher, who is our guest today. And I'm pretty pumped to have him here because I met Tony many, many moons ago in Florida when he was a fellow Floridian AD with me. Um, it has been a while since that, though, that initial meeting. And he has since moved to Minnesota, where I'm hearing the weather is quite different. Is that right, Tony? Very much so. Uh, once, <laughs> once we're done here, I have... Uh several inches of snow to uh to shovel i I purchased a very cheap snow blower and it's one of those electric ones and so um not happy with the quality that i have and i'm not willing to go pay hundreds of dollars for a a snow blower so i'm stuck shoveling (laughs) (laughs) it's a good workout yeah no i you have to think of it positively that's how i think i also get my help me as well so uh she does the sweeping and you know things of that nature but we're doing it together so it's not as I'm by myself out there well you know it's been uh, years since um you know you've been in Florida so but you have I saw and we, we connected back in um Nashville at the conference but you just hung out with Dustin you had the privilege of hanging out with Dustin didn't you yeah, so we uh, actually sat right next to each other at our NIAAA board meeting. And, uh, you know, that corner was, I would say, a very lively corner between, um, <laughs> you know, myself, Dustin, and, and Josh. Josh is out of Georgia. We had a we had a pretty, pretty interesting time. I will share that um, one particular athletic director out of Nebraska found a ton of Hershey Kisses in his chair and then when i say a ton it was probably like 30 dumped in his chair when he left to go get lunch and so um he's still trying to figure out who that person was that, that dumped, <laughs> dumped <laughs> in his seat he was calling code red <laughs> <laughs> that's appropriate <laughs> we love you we, we did have a blast um it was my first board meeting in person in indianapolis and i got the fortune to sit next to tony during this and 
Tony got to hear my side comments a lot. And uh, Tony's response was always, say it. Just say it. Don't just tell me, just say it. And so we're learning that, or I'm learning that process, what that looks like in the boardroom. And, And Josh made this comment. And I don't know if he made it to you, Tony, or not. But he said, when we take classes, getting our admin degree or getting our teaching degree, they don't teach us how to sit in a boardroom. Yeah. And teach us that decorum and what what your mannerisms should be and what your comments should be. And so it was learning on the fly. We go in there. Tony's the seasoned vet. He's been there a year, so he knows kind of that process. But it's a feeling out process for Josh and myself. We were just kind of learning. And so I had Tony on one side, Lisa C on the other side. And so I'm just, I'd, I'd say a comment to Tony, and I know he'd get tired of hearing it. So I'd go over and t- say it to Lisa uh, and just the same response just say it just say it yeah, uh, and so danielle you'll be proud to know that my reputation is there because they call them ds-isms with my comments that i would make um <laughs> you you subjected them to that is what you did yeah that was hilarious by the way those <laughs> one are something else I, I i need to write them down and store them somewhere and, and then try to use them appropriately because dustin has it mastered let's just say I did. I, I beg to differ. No, no that's on the record. That's recorded. We're going to put that out there. But here's, here's what I love about Tony. Tony has, um, when you, when you serve on the board, you're serving and Tony's an, he was an at-large candidate as well. And so he's on the board. And so he's, he and I shared that role. And so I got to ask him some questions in Nashville. Um, but now that we're on the board together, I see his heart. I see the way that he wants to serve and the way that he's trying to make our organization better. And then in turn, making his, his schools and his student athletes and his coaches better just from different viewpoints. And so what I appreciated about Tony is he was patient with me in that process and patient with my comments. And, um, but he, he's genuine, he's real. And I sat to him one day and, and they brought up the podcast a couple times in the, sometimes it was just, smart aleck comments of why dustin's got that (laughs) podcast because he makes these one-liners or whatever um but i looked over at tony i said man i want to get you on i want to have you on and give you a perspective we've never been to minnesota so this is a new experience for us um but tony man he jumped in and said i'm in i'll do it and what i found out about tony is he's a fashion expert he was uh given shoe advice to all the guys around the table, even said athletic director from Nebraska. And I'm not sure they make <laughs> shoes big enough for him. But Tony, he made this statement. He said, they go one, one, they go well with your blazer. Yep. Perf, perf. On the AAA board, they're not AAA board, you've got a blazer. But number two, he said, and he took his shoes off. And he always prefaced it by saying, I hate doing this. But he took his <laughs> shoe off. And he did this multiple times. And he said, and he folded the shoe up and he said, man, you can still hoop in these. And that's how <laughs> impressive those shoes were. So he sold yeah. it, he sold people on the ability that you can hoop in those shoes. And what I've since found out is not only is Tony a part-time Eskimo, a part-time snow <laughs> remover, but he's also a billiard expert. And I'm not sure that we've ever had anybody on the show that has been a billiard, been in a billiard league. And if they have, they haven't told us that. So, Tony, yeah. I, I want you to explain a little bit about your regimen for for pool and your love for pool. So, <clears throat> I wake up every morning about 4.30 a.m. Uh, Central Standard Time, and um, 
I have a pool table in my basement and I literally shoot. I try to make every single ball. So all 15 balls without missing and calling that pocket. So I could shoot at it. I might miss and it may go in a different pocket. Then I have to basically start all over, but I finish the game out and I keep playing for about an hour, hour and a half until, um, you know, either a, I make every shot and, or B it's time for me to start getting ready for work. And I think, um, you know, the reason that I share that is because I'm not afraid to put out there that I actually practice. Right. I mean, when you look at the Michael Jordans of the world and the Kobe Bryant's of the world, you know, they, they practiced sometimes before games, sometimes right after games. And so that's kind of the mentality. And I share that because my ranking is a 74, excuse me. And on Tuesday night, I actually played a 94. So he's ranked 20 points ahead of me. So he's that much better than me. And, um, out of seven games, it was either seven or six. I only lost one game. And well done. The, the reason that that's significant is because he walked up to our table and he goes, which one of you guys are feeling froggy, right? And now, <laughs> fast forward, the first time I played this guy, he was 20 points better than me. I want to say he was an 87 at the time and I was a 67. And he beat me all seven games, like just manhandled me, right? So I was kind of, I kept that in the back, back of my mind when I played. I'm, I'm an ultra competitive person. I may not sh share it or show it, but internally I'm trying to, you know, beat you and beat you, but beat you bad, right? And so um, when he made that comment, who's feeling froggy? I'm sitting in this, this tall bar stool chair, so to speak. And I literally, literally, jumped out of my seat like and probably got at least three feet underneath me out of out of that chair and i go i'm feeling froggy today and um <laughs> we ended up playing and it was just interesting how he had to leave the pool hall you know looking like a sad puppy after he pretty much got crushed and i felt pretty good about that <laughs> <laughs> i think i would have said i'm ready to step up to the lily pad i'm feeling that's how froggy yeah. i am well no. you know my my dsisms I had two comments and I did not do it just because it was kind of like, uh, so, um, you know, the last time I played him, he, he came up, he shook our hand when everybody was done playing and he goes, thanks for taking it easy on. That's what he said. Right. So I wanted to fire that back at him to say, Hey, you know, thanks for taking it easy on me today. I didn't, but then my other comment was going to be, um, hopefully when I leave here and I cross the street, I don't get hit by cars. The Frogger reference. Frogger. Yeah, yeah, I got you. But, I, you know, I, I, I left it alone, and I just kind of <laughs> humbly, like, you know, have some of that, you know, and, and hold that for a while. That was kind of my, my – my, I thought that was the better approach. But I'm impressed because I've learned something so far. I mean, I, I, it's not like golf. Your ranking isn't like golf. You want the lower score, the better in golf. But in bowling – I mean, bowling and billiards, in yeah. pool, you don't want the lower score – at least a ranking, because that doesn't mean that um, you're the better billiards right. player. And there's a handicap. So because it's basically a race to your ranking. So I have to get to 74 before he got to 94. And the match was something like 79 to 49. So I almost held him half of his ranking, which is you know unheard of. Because he, he is a really good pool player. I cannot deny that. And I and I must go on record and say that um, Greg Smith, executive director of Wisconsin Athletic Directors Association, 
called a beat down. Uh, <laughs> Bill Risen, executive director of the NIAAA, called a beat down. So, you know, I've got some pretty heavy hitters on my resume. <laughs> here in the, in the game. In Bill Jim, here. Greg Smith is on our list. Uh, you know, he's he's going to be on the podcast here shortly. Um, so we're going to have to we're going to have to ask him about that so he can defend his oh, honor there. Make, make note of that. And so I have a glove. Right. And the next day, I don't know if I brought the glove to Dr. Blackburn's house when we were playing. I knew we were going to play pool. So um, I don't know if I brought it, but I know the next board meeting I was sitting next to Greg. So it's interesting how I get, you know, placed next to the characters. Right. Because Greg Smith is definitely a character. And I took my my pool glove and I just threw it right in his in his like in his section, like on his laptop. And he picked it up, balled it up, and threw it at me. And he was like, get that out of here. <laughs> so the run joke was that I was going to purchase um, gifts for the board, and it was going to be uh, pool gloves for everyone. But I ended up staying away from that because we had a, a limit in terms of how much we could spend. <laughs> so generally, I ask the question about what's the resume not tell us about who Tony Fisher is. We're learning a lot right here. I don't even have to ask that question. No, he already answered that. <laughs> but I do have a question with this pool glove. Yes. Is it on one hand and which hand do you wear it on? So it's on my left hand. And the reason that it's on the left hand is because the right hand is what you use to stroke. Right. right. So and the, the, the left hand is kind of the bridge. And so you want kind of a slippery surface, if you will, on your bridge. So some people just have, you know, their skin is naturally moist, I guess, if you want to say and so the the cue slides through their fingertips or through their the the crack of their thumb and their index finger naturally. And others, you know, if you sweat there, it gets kind of sticky, and then the the cue doesn't slide as well. So I wear a glove that essentially the uh, these two fingers are essentially out. These two fingers are covered, and the thumb is covered. So I use this part of my my thumb to serve as the bridge. So is it like a batting glove kind of? Similar, yes. Very, okay. very batting glove, yes. So we're not talking like a Michael Jackson bedazzled kind of glove? No, we're no. not talking I mean, about? If, if you want to go that route, you can certainly get it bedazzled. I mean, I'm not into that. Mine is more <laughs> black, you know, glove, and it covers those two fingers and does what it needs to do. Well, I, I asked that because our bowling team here likes to get stuff, and they're the more flamboyant the shirt, the better off they are. Yes. They yeah. feel. And so yeah. I, I just – I'm trying, I'm new to the billiards area. So I'm trying to figure out what that really looks like. But, um, well, my, my father-in-law, he, uh, coined it perfectly when he said billiards is kind of a puzzle. That's a different puzzle every single time you, 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 you engage in it. So, and, and I like to believe that because every single time you, once you break the balls, it's different every single time. Right. And they're round balls and you think you know where they're going, but you got to do all kinds of stuff on it with the English and the yes. whatever you can do and how to hit it on the side. I mean, I'm impressed. I'm I'm yeah. sitting here impressed today, Tony. I love it. I, I cannot lie. I love pool. I love pool, pool a lot. My, so again, I'll just share one quick story. We have what's called uh, brother's weekend where my, so my aunts and my grandmother used to always travel across the country and they, they called it sister's weekend and they would all just kind of hang out and, you know, maybe they go to Vegas or they go on a cruise or whatever. And the men in my family never got together. So then we decided just recently it was, um, ooh, I think it was Martin Luther King weekend. We decided to do a brother's trip and we did it in Phoenix, Arizona. So 
My uncle came out. My older cousins came out. Now, mind you, the love for pool came because my grandmother had a pool table and they used to just destroy me. I was the youngest, so they would just, you know, they didn't care. And, you know, I mean, even if you put your hand on a pool ball, you might get a pool ball roll towards you to kind of crush your fingertips like it was very brutal right and so i pretty much told him i said i've been playing pool and when we go to phoenix i'm not going to have any mercy on anyone and so i pretty much beat all my old older cousins and i beat my uncle who lives in chicago he's a really good good pool player and uh when it was all said and done they pretty much said you know who likes the person that wins all the time and i was like well i if you're the person that wins, I, I would say that you 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 you're, you like it a lot, right? So, <laughs> the running the running joke was that you know, hey, this dude's been practicing all these years and saving up all of this negative energy when he was a kid to come back and you know destroy us when we were in our 40s, 50s, and 60s. <laughs> and that very was stored up anger from a kid never being able to beat those those guys. So we we talked we can That's talk me. a bit. I can talk billiards for a while. I mean, surely you truly have stories of billiards, and we could talk that for a while. Um, what what I like to ask people, let's paint a picture of where you're at, Tony. Where where in Minnesota are you? And aside from in the snow, where are you? Uh, but where are you in located in Minnesota? So if you picture Minneapolis and St. Paul, St. Paul is on the west side, and or excuse me, the east side, and Minneapolis is on the west side. I am in a suburb. I live in a suburb that is northwest of the city. So if you've heard of a school called Maple Grove, which is what we consider a power five, there's five schools here that have phenomenal facilities and phenomenal athletic programs. And Maple Grove is one of those schools. I live probably two miles directly north of Maple Grove High School. Okay. And you've been there how long? Uh, so my wife and I, we literally just moved here to maybe two years ago or something like that, two or three years ago. Before that, when we moved here, we didn't have, you know, a plan moving from Florida, really. And so we elected to get an apartment and we stayed downtown. And um, if you're familiar with the cherry on the spoon here in Minnesota, yep. so our apartment could literally see the cherry on the spoon. It's called Walker's Point, and that's just kind of like a sculpture garden. So we were able to oversee that. And um, there was a park called Loring Park that we were able to, you know, they would always do fireworks. And they had like uh, what was called, um, I want to say it was Ice Bedazzle or something like that, some kind of festival where all these different uh, vendors would come out and sell, you know, jams and honeys and things of that nature. But then they would have a, a pond that they would freeze over and you could do ice skating and so forth. So all types of winter related activities. And we would literally be able to see that right from our, uh, from our apartment window. So here's what I will say about Tony and the board meeting. I'm going to jump back on this because he was always well prepared for the walkover. Uh, and so we'd walk over in the morning yes. prior to seven or right around seven and Tony's He's got a jacket. He's got a hood out. He's That's he right. is ready with layers, and some of us rookies probably weren't as prepared um, for that brisk walk over. So, so Dustin, there's a story behind that. Number one, my blood is still thin from Florida. I, I'm gonna 
that, even though it's five years later, it's still thin, right? But the other part of that is I was you last year, meaning I wore a suit, you know, trying to impress. And I mean, I like wearing suits, but, you know, in that space, you know, you're amongst some elite athletic directors. So I'm saying to myself, okay, I want to dress the part. So I didn't bring a coat. So I literally walked over and you know how cold it was in Indianapolis. I literally walked over every single morning with just my suit coat, regular dress shirt and a tie. I was that guy that tried to find, because here in Minneapolis, I don't know if you're aware of this, but downtown Minnesota or Minneapolis is uh, all attached by skywalks. So you'll see people walking in shorts because from their home, they jump in their car, they drive to a parking ramp, they get out of the, the car in the parking ramp, they're right into the skywalk, and they never go outside, right? So I was thinking maybe Indianapolis was something like that, and or maybe the hotel was attached to the NIAAA office. So I did find a skywalk, but needless to say, I walked to the very end of it and you couldn't get through anymore. So then I had to walk basically all the way back. And it was holding the skywalk too. So let's, let's for the record, let's let it be known that, that they, those are not heated skywalks in Indianapolis. And so, uh, you know, down the street from the NIAAA offices. So I, I figured that out real quick. And I said the next time, we have that board meeting in February. I will be well prepared. And July will look different. It won't be nearly as cold in July. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, um, man, when I, when I asked Tony about being on here, he said, absolutely. Get me on there. Um, and, and Tony is big with Nomad. Um, and yep. we can discuss what Nomad is and DEIB now um, mm -hmm. the, that is um, a big push of the NIAAA now uh, nationally yep. amongst our athletic administrators. So Tony is well-versed in a lot of things. Um, he's now well-versed and schooled in DS-isms, um, DS sarcasms, whatever. Um, and there's plenty more, Tony. I'm just going to warn you, there's plenty more in the tank. Yeah, no, I, I, I believe it. I believe there's tons of them. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. So, but, but what we like to talk about and the, the purpose of this podcast is just just have conversation, have a conversation and laugh a little bit at some of those stories that we have experienced in athletic administration that kind of blow your mind. Really, that just happened to me, kind of those stories. Um, okay. And okay. so I, when I talked to Tony about this, he said, I'm in, I'm, I'm in, I'm going to, let's have a conversation, let's talk. And then he said, and I quote, man, I got stories. I got stories <laughs> is what he told me. And so, um, this is the part Danielle loves. She just loves to hear the story. So um, let's let's jump in and talk some stories about this athletic crazy world that we live in. So the first story that I will share is uh, now, mind you, my I got to give you a little, little background. I started off at a small urban private school in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, then transitioned to a rural private school, which was also small in Ocala, Florida home of John Travolta and horse country, right? Mm -hmm. That's true. And now I move on to Orlando Oak Ridge High School, which has, you know, 3,600 kids or something crazy like that. So I'm just in awe of this school altogether. So during volleyball season, um, a game got rescheduled and I failed to get officials for the volleyball match. And as the day is progressing, you know, I'm I'm none the wiser that I don't have any officials. So <laughs> we we get to about an hour before the, the JV game 
And I realized I don't have officials. So I'm scrambling. I'm calling the officials association. They're telling me they can't get me in officials, anything like that. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? And now, again, to me, this is like SEC Big Ten, right, from where I came from. So, like, you clearly don't want to screw up. And I'm saying to myself, even though our volleyball team was was horrible, right, but still, you don't want to mess up. So I'm, I'm trying to problem solve, think of a solution. I'm like, what am I going to do? And so what I ultimately landed on, the JV team, we had the coaches officiate the JV game. But while that game was taking place, I looked at all the Orange County public school teams, volleyball teams or their schedules to see who had a game. And it just so happened that Jones High School, which is not too far from Oak Ridge, had a varsity only game. And it was right around the time that our JV game was was taking place. And now, you know, the distance is probably, you know, 15 minutes away. I jump in my car. I roll over to Jones and I literally, literally in the middle of a rally, taps the head judge on his shoulder. Hey, dude, I need you and your partner to come over to Oak Ridge for my varsity game. Immediately follow me. Guy looks at me. He goes, Who are you? I didn't even explain who I was. And so I said, Okay, I'm the athletic director over there, but I need you, man, because I don't have any officials. So, to make a long story short, <laughs> came, but his partner didn't. We had one official, but I said I will never, ever again allow that to happen. And so as a result, I typically check my officials, you know, for the entire week, the Friday prior to and send out an email. But that's where that all resonated from, because <laughs> I did not have officials for my volleyball team. And, and that was I just felt like I was letting a ton of people down. So but it, it's funny now that you think about it, because it was kind of like. I was very desperate to go tap someone on their shoulder in the middle. Like the Jones folks had no idea who I was. I, I didn't see the athletic <laughs> assuming their assistant athletic director was on duty of which I didn't know that person. They didn't know me. I literally just showed my OCPS badge, marched right to that person, tapped them. I, I, I almost climbed up the ladder <laughs> of those experiences. I was like on the, the bottom <laughs> row of the ladder as he was on the top portion of the ladder. <laughs> Look back, like, what are you doing? And I, I was like, hey, man, I, you know, I need you over here. And who are you? <laughs> I thought that was a funny one to share. Yeah, let me let me ask some questions if you, if I can. <laughs> so, I'm just picturing this, and you know, you, I mean, great resourcefulness to look at the schedule and say who's around that's got that may have some officials. Yeah. Um, and clearly, great timing to have your JV game when their varsity oh. game was playing. So, yeah. Well, they didn't have a JV team, so luckily they did not have a JV team. So you roll up in there, you just flash your badge, and you go straight to the up official, oh. which in volleyball, the up official can only be talked to by the players. The coaches can't talk to them. Absolutely. And here Absolutely. you go climbing the ladder, just tapping it. <laughs> I, did, I didn't care at all. It was like, <laughs> I need official, I need you. I, I don't need anybody else. I, oh, and your partner, if possible. <laughs> But I definitely need you to be over there. And he he made it. He came and, you know, I tried to offer him dinner and, you know, because I couldn't offer him any, you know, extra money, which I wanted to do that. Like, can I pay you three stipends or three officials fees? You know, but um, I offered him dinner. And he was like, no, this is part of the job. He said, but, you know, next time you might want to 
Wait until there's a timeout. Yeah. <laughs> or schedule your officials. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know if it's because I know that area and I know you and I know how hard it is to get oh. officials in Florida. But if you put, I, this makes, I can't stop giggling. Like, this is funny. That was, that was like <laughs> one of the worst moments ever. I just, I couldn't. Oh, man. I, I'm laughing at him saying, who are you? Yeah. Well, you know, because like I said, I asked something of him and he kind of looked back at me and he was like, I don't even know who he's like, who are you? What are you talking about? You know what I mean? Because I was a new athletic director. So he probably thought the athletic director that was previously at Oak Ridge was still the athletic director. So he had no idea because this is my first year. Like I start the job in, I don't know, August or something like that. And this is, you know mid-September or whatever the case may be. So, like, he's probably thinking the previous athletic director still the AD there. So, are you a coach? Are you a parent? Like, who are you? Like, you, like, oh, you know, you're, you, <laughs> this story really encompasses quite a few things. Like, first of all, what you said about, like, none the wiser that I didn't have officials, like, I feel like that happens in so many situations. Not necessarily with officials, but, like, you're none the wiser. You think everything's fine. You're going about your day, not realizing this bomb is going to be dropped on you here shortly. And yep. and officials are, you know, we've had we've had people talk about officials before on the podcast. Not, not, not like you did, but we definitely had people talk about them. And, and they're one of my greatest fears, and I feel that you have simpler complex now because of that. But we've had people who checked and they have officials and the officials don't show. Right. Mm -hmm. And you feel like it's on you just how you, he was feeling the same way that you were feeling like I have to hurry up and try to fix this. And I was the same way. I would double check the week before I would check a whole month ahead. I checked the uh -huh. week before. And then I checked that day too, just to make sure nothing changed on Harvard. Like, and I still don't know if I felt good about it until I physically saw them show up. So it's definitely, I feel like you're hitting home yeah. on, a, on a couple of different notes there with a lot of, a lot of people are going to be able to relate to that for sure. Well, I, I love that you didn't even wait till the point was over. You're just midpoint up there. No, just No, I didn't. I Jones who? I don't know. Well, Jones, a football, a volleyball team or their game. I didn't care anything. All I cared about was I need, you at out it, it would have been nice for me if he would have just said you know what i'll leave right now like okay yeah. cool let's go i'll take jump you. in the car with me yeah that from my mind was like i didn't care about anything that was happening i need you over at oak ridge asap for this volleyball game you know i can relate to this because just this very morning um i had a similar situation we moved we in arkansas we get what we call benefit games mm -hmm. which is a basically it's a it's a contest that doesn't count against your record yeah. So okay. You have, and and the proceeds go to our um, association for our catastrophic fund. So mm -hmm. no passes work unless it's the AAA pass. And um, so anyway, we had the game scheduled for tomorrow. We moved it to today because of a scheduling conflict with the school that we're playing against. Well, my baseball coach is brand new, mm -hmm. and he texts me this morning. I'm walking into a meeting. He said, "Do we have umpires for tonight?" And I know you both can relate to that feeling of thinking, I don't know how to answer this because <laughs> my previous coach handled all that. He he just took it all and took it to the assigner and all that. So I, it, it momentary panic, which I know Tony was dealing with. Oh, yeah. It was full-fledged panic this morning 
but we turned out we had officials. It was all good, but I didn't have to go to the links Tony had to go to. That is funny. I mean, you got in your car and you left campus. I sure did. To go no, find no one. Fight supervisor at the game, so fight broke out. Anything could have happened, and I'm not there. But I so left. You don't, so you don't I, recommend this behavior, right? This no, I don't, I don't. I recommend sending someone else to go do that, <laughs> or having a fight supervisor, and then you could go do it. That's that's the recommendation. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. That is funny. <laughs> so I'll, I'll I'll give you another one if if you guys yes. are up. For yes. Yep. Yes. So um, this one is 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 titled um, "Don't show up your principal during the ceremonial first pitch." Okay. <laughs> so baseball team asks myself and the principal to throw out the first pitch of you know one will go first, the other would go second, and so as my principal and I are warming up, you know, I explain to him, you know. I, I feel like I'm a pretty solid athlete, right? So I was like, you might want to go first, right? And then he goes, and, you know, as we're playing catch, because I can kind of see he's got like a little noodle arm and he's a lefty. And I'm like, yeah, you, you might want to go first, dude, because like I still can, you know, throw the ball a little bit. You know what I mean? And he was like, ah, Tony, you always say you're this superstar athlete. I've never seen, you know, anything out of you. And I said, okay, I'm not going to say his name, but I was like, okay. And so we're warming up, we're warming up. And I give him a final opportunity. I'm like, I think you should go first, you know, because at this point we haven't thrown a pitch. We've just been playing catch, but I can tell. Right. And I know me. Right. <laughs> kind of like you, you might want to go first sir. And he goes, no, no, you go first. That way, when you throw in the dirt and it skips all over the place, I can just lob one up there and I'll, I'll, I'll look great. And, and you'll oh, look no. like or whatever. And I go, Okay, so when he said that, that triggered those competitive juices right right away when he said, you'll look like the bum if you skip one up there. Okay. And he, <laughs> we, he and we had kind of this relationship where we would go back and forth, but he never really seen anything in terms of me play basketball or me throw a football or anything like that. So this was his first time ever seeing me do anything athletic-wise. So they call us out to throw the first pitch. He's standing behind me. I get the baseball, I wind up, and I literally it's like smoke one. That was a strike. I mean, just glove pops. The the kids are clapping. They're like, "Oh man, Mr. Fisher's got a cannon." You know what I mean? Like I could probably throw BP and strike half of those guys out, right? <laughs> so then after I step off, he looks at me and he goes, "Yeah, I probably should have went first." <laughs> And then he winds up, he throws, and it's just this, it's like a lob. It was, it was the worst. And he, he got no applause. Like, you know, everybody was still, you know, they migrated towards me after he threw the ball. Like, even the catcher. Catcher catches the ball, drops the ball, comes running towards me like, Mr. Fisher, we didn't know you had a cannon like that. And he's just kind of left on the mound, like, by himself with nobody to talk to and looking <laughs> like that bump that I was going to look like, right? And so afterwards, he goes, I still don't believe you're this superstar athlete that you put out there, but that, that was impressive. I'm going to say it was luck though. And I was like, dude, I told you you should have went first. Like I know, and I know, I just knew that you were not going to be successful in that situation. I just knew I should have threw it submarine. That's what I should have did. Then at that point it would have made him look even worse, but I was afraid it would go over the catcher's head if I would have threw a submarine, but I can throw a submarine. So. <laughs> and 
and I think about people, you know, you see bad first pitches, like 50 yeah. Cent had a terrible first pitch. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he didn't even throw in direction of home plate. Yeah. Or 50. And so I thought you were going to go down this road a little bit, but not no, no, for no. you, but now for this principal who, oh. do you still <laughs> work with said principal? No, 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 no longer. That was in, in Orlando at, at Edgewater High School. Yeah. So it was just hilarious because he, he never, he always doubted my ability. I would say things like, um, we, we had an open gym that we, I would go to on Saturday mornings and, you know, like, uh, Jason Williams, white chocolate. Yep. He would come to the open gyms. Uh, sometimes Courtney Lee, who plays in the NBA, um, just a bunch of really good basketball players would show up and play with us. And, uh, you know, I would tell him like, Hey, this weekend I was at the gym and I, you know, played with this guy and this guy, ah, you can't, you, you, you can't be on the court with those guys. You're, you don't look like you can play. I'm like, why would I have to lie about that? Like, I'm telling you that I was out here playing with these. So he would always doubt me. And I think in that moment, all of that doubt kind of was just bundled up in that throw. And that's why I feel like I threw it as hard as I could. And it was a strike and I smoked it and the kids were all excited about it. And then he had to like follow that up and, yeah, he, he kind of got a little taste of, okay, I, I'm still going to doubt you, but I'm definitely not going to compete with you once or after I doubt you. <laughs> so, you just, so here's what I figured out. In in just this brief conversation, the brothers' trip, yeah. the boys' trip, they found out that there was a lot of pent-up frustration oh, oh yeah. in that deal. Oh yeah. And oh now yeah. this pitching deal, oh, there's oh yeah. some all that coming back up to, I mean oh – yeah. Don't let Tony's competitive juices flow because that means uh, it's bad news for everybody else. Well, and I, I will go on record as, in saying uh, two board members in particular, Xavier and Paul. So they 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 put a whooping on, on Greg Smith and I in ping pong, and and I have not forgotten that. Just, just <laughs> and and I do have a ping pong table in my basement as well. So just know that one could be practicing. And one could be waiting for the opportunity to play those two again and excel and not be unsuccessful. Well, I'll just go ahead and throw this out there. Um, if you need a partner, oh yeah, it's not Greg Smith. It's still the last name, but I got you. Let's do it. Okay, I got let's do you. It. It's done. I don't know I if I would take that. I don't think. I, I was gonna say I don't know if I would take that up, Tony. I don't know if I'd. <laughs> put itself out there he knows how i am so it's one of those deals where i can't suffer another loss at the hands of those two in ping pong and xavier is really good i mean he's a former tennis player or something so he puts all kind of spin and english on the ball it's ridiculous but it wasn't like it was something that could not be returned so i've been i've been working on that we'll 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 we'll, we'll make sure that we take care of what we need to take care of when that <laughs> opportunity just say that I'll represent the Smith name better than Greg. We'll just go ahead and say <laughs> wow. that. Wow. Poor Greg, Greg really has to. I'm going to tell you, Greg was pretty good. You have to, when you talk about being athletic, like he doesn't look athletic, but Greg Smith is pretty, I mean, I'll say he was good in ping, ping pong. He beat me in ping pong too. And in pool, he was one of the only ones that, I want to say we played two out of three or something and. I won the first one, he won the second one, and I won the third one. So, like, Greg Smith has his wits about him. Don't, don't, he always talks about ageism. So, you know, don't, don't let, <laughs> don't let sneak up on you, man. You got to treat him as if he's like, you know, uh, a top notch athlete because he doesn't look like it, but he definitely has motor skills.
feels that you wouldn't anticipate. Let's just say that. Well, you can't let him sneak up on you. Mike Moose, he, he found out for sure that he can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's a whole other story. We won't get into yeah. that. We may ask Greg when he's on. let Greg tell you about that story. Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but we've had, Antonio, I've had a blast just sitting here having sure. some conversation, just talking with you. I know we've delayed the inevitable for you. Um, where you get to go out and shovel snow. And um, I mean, I tip my hat to you. You got your wife doing the sweeping and you're doing the shoveling. I mean, it's, it's a tag team dance at your place where you're doing, you're both doing stuff. Um, But I thank you for jumping on. I thank you for your wisdom. I thank you for your mentorship, even though you're not my assigned mentor, how you sat there and are patient with me in the meetings. And I look forward to the next couple of years serving alongside of you and, um, I appreciate you just jumping on here and sharing some laughs with us today. Some of your own expense of, of you know, just driving because you didn't have officials. Uh, that's still <laughs> something that haunts me. And I know it's got to haunt you. Oh, it, it definitely does. So I appreciate you all having me on. And um, Danielle, it's good to see you again. I mean, we can't go far few in between these interactions. And obviously, I'm going to get to see you and talk to you over the next couple of years. And, you know, um, this is great that you all are doing this and by all means, anything that I can do to continue to support your efforts, by all means, uh, just reach out and let me know. And you know me, I'll put my best foot forward. That's for sure. Your best dress foot forward. We're, I'm going to say that his dress <laughs> shoes are on point. I'm just going to throw that out there right now. Did, did you buy them already? You have them? I've got them. I've got them. Okay. <laughs> good. Good. Now, good. if they make me a good hooper, then, then I'm going to sell them to a lot of people. <laughs> now, if I get endorsed by them, then you know I, I might bring you in on the deal. I'm just gonna. Let you, I'm a pretty good salesman, am I not? I mean, I, yeah. there were probably five, four or five people that bought those shoes that week, that day. They were in there looking at it. I mean, if they can find them for Throny, that's not like Noah's Ark size, then they've done something. But yeah, yeah. it was a great time, and Tony, man, I appreciate you, brother. Absolutely, I appreciate the two of you, and thank you for the opportunity. Yes, absolutely. Um, right. You know, thank you for being with us here today, and thank you to our new sponsor, Wall of Fame. That wraps up this episode. Thank you for listening, and thank you to our sponsor, Wall of Fame, who excels at telling your school stories and supports us in telling ours. Check out the description of this episode for a link to receive a discount on all Wall of Fame products. We are looking forward to the next story, and hope you are too. <laughs>